with another riveting episode of Neverending Adventure. I am your host, Diggity Diggity DJ, Nettie P. And yes. here with you today is our other co-host, um, DJ Rusties. Yeah, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm coming off a little vacation, a little, little Disney World trip, and um, so I'm half relaxed and good to go, and half like... Holy shit, I got to catch up with the rest of my life. <laughs> Man, well, while you were on the world of Disney, uh, what parks did you visit? We did four parks in two days. So Four like, parks in two days? So you did like yeah. the half day thing. Yeah, we did like the half day thing. And we, I mean, we rode everything. So did you? How'd you if, have time to ride uh, everything? Well, they, they got a crazy little fast pass like strategy thing on your phone. I know, I've tried it. It's impossible. Yeah. I, well, that's why we, I'm so I mean, confused. We did it. How'd you do it all? Uh, well, first of all, it was like September too, so yeah, it's way true. less packed than the summertime. Was it during a, a wheat day? Yeah, it was like on with okay. the busy stuff that, that we did. It was like Thursday, um, yeah, late September. So that's kind of that's kind of how we were able to squeeze stuff in. But no, those little fast pass things work well, man. Like we were able to pretty much like just hit, hit nearly every ride we wanted to. Wow! And we were with like some some crazy Disney folks that were like. We did not like sit down to like <laughs> eat too much. Like we were like Ooh. on going, going, going like almost a whole day. Well, did you have a favorite park? I mean, I, yeah, I'm I was sure gonna, you loved I was gonna, the Star Wars ride, right? I was going to kick it off with my recommendation. Obviously, obviously sure. Star Wars was great, but my recommendation yeah. of the day, because I was like, yeah, if we're talking about it now, we might as well. Uh, that Guardians of the Galaxy ride, which is like brand spanking new. That's brand new. I didn't get to do that when I was oh, down there. Oh my gosh. It is the best roller coaster I've ever been on in my life. Like, Wait, why? why? What makes it so it, nice? It's inside. So it's like Space Mountain-y with all these graphics and design and stuff like, you know, all the stuff's happening around you with like projections and there's a giant like moon. But then the the roller coaster seats like turn sideways and backwards Whoa. while the roller coaster is going. So you're That's like going cool. forward and then your seats turns backwards. And like, so then you're riding backwards. It's trippy, dude. It, it was I don't awesome. know if I could do that. I might feel sick, but yeah, I was touched on, was a, uh, what is it? Space Mountain, right? Where it's, it's kind of a bummer. Like you have, you start yeah. out and you have this awesome tunnel of lights and then the rest of it's dark and there's like yeah. a moon, but it's like, there should, they could do so much. They can oh, make the, it I was so in beautiful. The, the backseat of that one too. And I was like, oh, I like, I'm not, I'm not one to like panic attack, but it felt like all the walls were like closing in and I felt like I couldn't even <laughs> like move because I thought I was going to hit my head on like a rail. Yeah, it was, oh, it was nerve wracking. When we went, that was me getting over my fear of roller coasters was doing Space Mountain because my nephew and my niece were doing it, or at least my nephew was doing it and he was uh, eight or nine at the time. And so I was like, I got to do it. You know, I'm like an adult man. Like, I got to go do this roller coaster. If he's going <laughs> to do it, he's going to give me crap for the rest of my life. So I went and did it. And fortunately, or maybe unfortunately, my phone was falling out of my pocket the entire time. So, so all I like could think about was in. that. Well, yeah, yeah, I was like, all I could think about is my phone. So I wasn't freaking out about the roller coaster so much. And I think that's that's how I conquered that fear. Now, I still haven't gone hmm. like upside down and I don't plan to. But Oh, come on. It's not nah, that dude. bad. No it's chance. like the same thing. 
Hey, Jackie nearly passed out because she was deathly afraid of roller coasters. We made her get on Tower of Terror first. And then <laughs> 10 minutes late, literally 10 minutes later, we were on uh rock and roller coaster because we got into the park. Heck no, dude. Yeah. And Heck so and no. so she did that immediately afterwards. And then she did all the rest of the, the roller coaster. We did Tron, we did Guardians of the Galaxy, we did Thunder yeah, Mountain you, stuff. Like you'll find me at Epcot. That's all I want. I just want to yeah, go to Epcot, well, get some fancy drinks, and have fun. Fancy drinks. Well, this is not a Disney podcast, so I wanted to give my recommendation and update. What about <laughs> you, man? What have you been doing? Oh, I've just been here in Nashville doing my thing, working, having thing. fun, mostly working. I don't even remember what I did Friday, Saturday, but Sunday we went hiking, uh, and about a mile into three mile hike, started pouring down on us, Oof. and I gotta say. It was a good time. I, I rather really enjoyed it, despite the fact that I was soaking wet at the end of the hike. I, I almost feel like it made it better, more memorable in a way. And I do actually, I remember what I did Friday and it's my wreck. My wreck is go see a haunting in Venice, which is a pretty rad little, it's like a clue that movie. One's, you know? uh, that one's the continuation of the Death on the Nile, right? Yeah, Death on the Nile. And then okay, there was we another tried one watching that one in on it. It was ass. I I couldn't get oh, through thirty dude, minutes. Oh, dude, I liked of it. it. I liked it, man. It's uh, good. We, that we one... didn't finish it, so maybe that's why. But yeah. like, we were forty five minutes into it, and I was like, "There's no plot. Nothing's happening." Like, we just we were getting you introduced. Give it time. It's like a clue movie. You know? I know, but we like, were just like getting introduced, introduced for like forty five minutes, though. And I was like, "There's only an hour <laughs> left of this movie. Like, well, how, how much okay. plot are we actually going to get to?" I think you should give it another chance. But I mean, it's not like it's a, an amazing movie. Like I think the uh, Knives Out movies are far superior yeah, in my yeah. mind. They, yeah, but they, they kind of hit that same genre. It's a, a of similar like, thing. But if you like yeah. Knives Out, you'll probably like Death on the Nile and then Murder of the Orient Express or something like that. And then this is the next one. And I, I had a good time. It was freaky. It was a little scary yeah. for me. But so I got be through it and it's, that scary, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good. Good. Good, man. Well, well, the best thing I think I've watched recently is the episode we're talking about today is this episode four of Fiona and Cake, which is Prismo the Wishmaster. Because holy shit, we just got, I feel like, so many questions answered in this one. Maybe some more to ask, but like for Adventure Time fans out there, this just like solidified the our theories, our theoretically speaking, that we had had about Fiona and Cake. And I think we're over the hump of like being confused on what's happening in the show. And we have a true, like this is going to be their adventure now. We don't yeah. have to keep guessing what's going on, which I almost have like a sigh of relief about. I think, I don't know about you, if you're kind of feeling like, okay, good. We can like keep going with the adventure without like being like, okay, yeah. I don't understand how these worlds are you know, colliding or whatever. No, I, I feel the same way. I think this is a, a great spot to be in. I'm a little hesitant, and we can get into it a little bit later, about the antagonist. Is Scarab mm -hmm. truly the antagonist of this whole I story? Don't think so, yeah. I don't think so either. I mean, I, I've got some qualms with that, but I do like Scarab as a character. I think he's got some uh, redeeming qualities, but, and that's I, you know, we'll see. We'll get into that in a second, because I got a thoughts on that one too, because, um, yeah, that was as part of the whole, like, getting to a plot line. But I wanted to start with, I mean, it's hard not to go through this one, like, walk through. I'm not going to, we're not going to, like, walk through every scene. Uh, but I did want to start with the first scene with Scarab and being introduced in Cairo Siphon, who 
he might get my lovely man. Got, really? Yeah, just because it's like okay. Think about conceptually speaking, right? Now, maybe not the lowest, but he's got this like happy little smile on his face. He's running this, yeah, I, what kind of looks like a cosmic micro village, maybe a cosmic truck stop kind of thing, where there's all these like little, you know, possibly homes, possibly like little shops and stuff. And he's it's obviously for cosmic esque beings, um, but he's just running a little tea room and shirking his responsibility Aww. of the eternal flame. And I just love that. He just, he was like, oh, I, I don't like eternal flames anymore. All I want to do is serve tea. Like tea. Yeah, he's uh, just so looking he for that gets... quaint little tea life. And he's my lovely as well. So. Ah, <laughs> yes. Okay, look at that. Look uh, at that. We both thought he was the, he was, you, you looked so happy. And I was dude, like so yeah. bummed out when he got turned into a damn gigapet. Yeah, poor guy. Turned into an 8-bit <laughs> electro egg or whatever mm -hmm. happened to him, you know, by Scarab, the God Auditor. I mean, what a title. I don't know if that's his official title, but that seems to be what he does. Yeah. That's pretty so, badass. He's a bounty hunter for the cosmic criminals. Yeah, some, and somewhere between a cool. public servant and a bounty hunter. So Yeah. Uh, dude, um, I, well, I was wondering with the 8-bit electro eggs, right? Forever ago, Ned, think back to Season 2, Episode 16, Guardians of the Sunshine. Oh, or Guardians of yeah. Sunshine. How we talked about how you said these were like big giant monsters that BMO had like digitized inside of them. So yeah. this does what support are the chances? that theory. Can we confirm that he's using the same combo move that BMO uses to zap monsters yes. into his well, video game? <laughs> it's it's part of a it's, it's a freaking uh, I'm going to lose all my names now. Scarab has this like power crystal that he keeps, you know, turning into different things. He turns it into a sword, a staff, a freaking magic wand in this episode, and then a little container for these these little neo pet things. So maybe Bimo has like a little. He's powered by some sort of like magic crystal somewhere inside. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I just wonder. I don't know if I'm okay with him being our main antagonist, and I hope he's not necessarily. He does give me mm -mm. like Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chaser vibes. Do you know? Yeah. Or Cyber Wait. Chase. Do you recall that movie? I remember when it came out. I don't think I saw that one though. We'll have to look that up later. It's yeah. it's just the kind of sharp edges, maybe, and kind of the personality kind of reminded me of him a little bit, um, but. It's essentially a similar idea too, right? And Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase, they're chasing each other. He's chasing the Scooby-Doo gang through video games. And then this, my guess is that they're going to be chased throughout different or universes throughout yeah, the multiverse. Multi yeah. And I'm not sure I'm all right with that. I kind of hope that's not what we're about to be getting, but it does feel like that could be exactly where we're going. So I think, we'll, we'll uh, yeah, it's, I think that's going to be a an, an dynamic of it. But I think that we're going to quickly... We're not going to do that for like eight episodes straight, if that makes sense. Okay. I think there's going to be something a little deeper besides a new universe per episode. Because that would, yeah, that would get old quickly. Yeah, but, it, it would. But I, dude, I loved Sammy. I'm all about that. Of course, you know, I love Avatar The Last Airbender. And one of the main characters, Uncle Iroh, is all about that quaint little tea life. And yeah, so I'm like, I maybe this is my are. future, man. I need the... We need to open up a tea shop. Never I say that would be my version would be like a little wine shop, but little like have that same shop? thing, just like Dude, a little tea. You go coffee and tea in the morning, but focus on the tea. You know, coffee. Come on, and then later in the evening we go wine at yeah. say at like 
4 p.m. And then we're just like, I don't know, it's five o'clock somewhere. And just, you know, go like go into it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but there's there's something about that, that quaint life of, uh, I don't know, he was, he was semi shirking his responsibilities, but kind of for a good, good reason. So we'll get into that. That that definitely plays into my lessons of this week. Okay. yeah, Scarab, uh, he's like skipping over some other criminals though when he finds Prismo. Yeah, well, what you just don't quite worth it, you know. What you don't know is to my fans out there who didn't catch it, Martin is in his. I did see him book. flicking people off. Yes, yeah. that is. I can't say anything on this podcast, but Martin is in there for um a, a band. What was it? Abandonment or um abandonment? What was it? Desertion. Um, mm-hmm. which I've got maybe when Martin went off on the little butterfly thing, maybe when Martin like went off into the, of the abyss, I, that's all I can say, but it's there. I like the reference. Yeah. We're obviously being a little vague because me, Russell has never seen the show before. And so clearly we don't want all the spoilers, yes, but I think not this episode far sets it up to where it's not going to be too bad. Like, I really don't think there were one or two things that I'm just like, I'm not going to think about it. That's that's yeah. my <laughs> that's yeah, my the, goal. I was, was going to say. Think about it. <laughs> I think the things that were in this episode that were Russell specific of just like, yeah, you can take them at face value; it doesn't ruin it too. But like, pretty much what you see with Gold and Betty and Simon is how Simon got to be from Ice King to Simon, and so that Ooh. that is probably maybe the worst spoiler of the show. I would assume. Yeah. And I think we can um, move on from there. I don't think we and need I think to we can move on. sit on that. Yeah. Yeah. But we've got the two lights beeping. And I guess we should ad- address Prismo. Prismo, unfortunately, is not voice acted by Camille Nanjiani. Yeah. Did you hear why? Or not for this series. Uh, I, I saw a rumor. Is it true? Is it because his uh, agent mistakenly declined the role yeah. without letting him know? Essentially, <laughs> oh, he tweeted that he was like, I can't believe they didn't ask me. I would have done it for free. That's one of my favorite characters. No, and don't they, say that. They tweeted him That's back so there sad. like, dude, we asked you. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, don't don't trash us if you turned it down. He's like, what the heck? I Let me go talk to my agents. And that's what it was. His agents, I think, got a request. Hey, can uh, Kumail, Kamal, Kumail? I don't uh, know Kumail. how to Kumail. Uh, yeah, come in and do this like voice acting for a cartoon show. And his agent was like, no, be, you know, oh, I, I would assume it was like, no, he does Marvel movies now. Like, he's, a big <laughs> he's a big and shot. He, now. he would have just, yeah, I think they, they probably thought it was too big for his oh, britches. That's a bummer, and man. It's a super bummer. But it, yeah. uh, Seth, Sean is fantastic. Sean, it's, not Seth, uh, excuse sh- me. Yeah, Sean Rohani, I think is how you say his last name, is really, really good. And I was not distracted at all by the new Prismo uh, voice. It it really was pretty spot on, much more so than Lemon Grab. Lemon yes. Grab yeah, definitely losing. took me uh, a bit for a shock, but I think a good reason yeah, um, just Roiland is the original voice actor. So <laughs> now I'm a little bummed too because there is a famous guy on TikTok right now. Who can pretty much do like an exact like like Lemon Grab Rick and Morty like he can do all of the voices exactly the same. So I'm very disappointed they didn't just like reach out to this guy on TikTok and say, "Hey, your voice sounds crazy," and fuck Justin Roiland and and we want you to act it now. But 
it's a shame. It's a shame. Uh, it just doesn't hit as hard. And I kind of felt like it was unnecessary. Like, you know, you can't get or you can't yeah, have like, him on the show. Why put it in there? Just why put it in there at all? Go get yeah. a different character. Any other character could have been in a little yeah, comedy could, segment. I would have said like throw in some more like if you were going to just peep in on somebody else's universe, like peep in on like Cinnamon Bun or something. That's what I would have yeah. done. Well, they even had a moment in this episode where we flipped a flapjack for a half second. Yeah, we had and a flapjack in there. Freaking, I, I thought that was so funny. I was like, is this can't like, do I need to no, now it's, go I mean, into canon, the lore? It's canon now. It's, uh, <laughs> I need to figure out the lore of flapjack, <laughs> man. We need to do a, an episode on flapjack, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Well, canon. I mean, that can almost kind of confirms that if... Okay, so we we said that a lot of these universes are created by a wish. They're like wish-created universes. Now, when he flips to the Flapjack universe, he does say, oh, this universe was already here. So there are like what? canon universes yeah. that I would assume if they figure out how to tra travel to the time room that their universes can branch new universes from wi like wishes made by Prismo. Which is what well, has hey, happened with Ooh, you know. You know what the sacred text says? In the beginning, there was Flapjack. So <laughs> I, I can only That's assume... It. Only assume that that I was the first assume. universe. That was the first um, universe of this world. No, I, I thought that was a cool little plug of a, yeah. a show where I think a lot of the people got their start. A lot of the creators and, and artists got yeah, their start did, on yeah. Flapjack. That generation of people weird, on Cartoon Network. weird to think about like Flapjack being... Like around slash before Adventure Time, yeah, I guess. It is. You know? I know. That is bizarre. I don't know. But I do, I want to mention that with in the multiverse discussion here, um, that we've definitely overkilled and I did not want to spend too much time talking about it. I love this uh, fact. We got Wyatt, who is the little sea manatee, opening up with Prismo, depressing the hot tub. It's just like, you don't know what I did to get here. Oh, yeah. Um, terrible things. Terrible did things. Terrible things, which. It's funny because, um, and then also funny, you don't quite know yet, but it's not really a spoiler. That's Tree Trunks' ex-husband, um, which I, I maybe assume was spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> so um, dumb. And then so oh, the, the alternate universe that he just wishes that it was quiet enough for him to think. So he sends him to silent movie universe, which yeah, like a I assume cartoon. is a... <laughs> now, I almost assume that there's... I bring this up because there's one, only one aspect I really want to super talk about besides this being hilarious is that at the very end of this little vision into the universe pb gets the pb gets knocked off the train peppermint butler stops the uh, the train from killing wyatt and when it flashes back over to princess bubblegum on the ground there is a lich in the cave behind her is that a lich it was creepy it, it was, was very creepy, creepy but it's got the curly horns and i was like oh my gosh like, mm. what if like the we still have the lich around to some degree, but it's just trapped in this like silent movie universe. <laughs> like, is there a lich in every universe? That's something else that I'd be that's, curious that's about. That's what I'm curious. I don't think so because I assume that the core lich is like a cosmic being. It is like a prismo. It's like a scarab. Okay. It's like a cosmic owl. And so my theory, I guess, is that the lich is out there but it's trapped in this silent movie universe <laughs> that's um, great it'd be interesting to see if he he comes back to some degree during this series but i really haven't given him much thought i mean that would be a big bad guy we like yeah. big bad guys 
Maybe not in this series, but they they opened yeah. they left the door random. open canonically. That's for sure. Okay. Well, I'm curious. I know, like you said, you don't want to spend too much time talking about uh, the multiverse and whatnot, but I think we do need to talk a little bit about the concept of the creation of Fiona and Cake and where they sit and how it it relates to the rest of the multiverse because it's a little confusing. He creates this world for himself, totally just self-indulgent, which is great. I'm glad he finally did that after a millennium or whatever yeah, he says. However eons. long he's been the wishmaster. <laughs> eons being the wishmaster, he finally does this and he subconsciously just totally copies Finn and Jake and and leans into and it. Just I think he, it. he even mentions he's just like, Well, all right, let's do it. Um, but it's fascinating to hear that he created this multiverse. It's off of the web, right, of mm-hmm. all the other multiverses. And so he holds it like far off of the like, I don't know, the web or whatever. But then for somehow it's also within Ice King's head at the same time. Like it's it's like the data. I think maybe that's what it is because at some point he does talk about how uh, Ice King's brain was like a hard drive. Yeah. And so the data of it, but the it's... reality is stored there. But then the reality itself is off of the web so no one else would notice it. It's kind of, yeah, kind of it's confusing. It's kind of confusing because I think again, it's it's more of like it's either all cosmic beings or probably probably something about Prismo itself or be, being the Wishmaster and being at the center of this time room has to maybe have some sort of powers that you can, you know, generate. You have the power to generate universes. You have the power to really do anything. However, everything you do has to be of an influence of somebody else. Um that you have like Prismo can't, well, I don't know. Cause he sends pickles to Jake. So like he can like interact on his own accord <laughs> and, and interact with other I think he can kind universes. of do anything in a way. I just think there That's are other I'm people saying, that are looking but, at the web of multiverses. Like, so maybe it's like cosmic like crimes. Boss. Yeah. Well, cosmic crimes to like interfere too much with other universes. Like, yeah. Um, again, I think maybe that's why he's like super sad about Jake and Jake mm-hmm. possibly being dead because he could have he could have stopped it, but he like can't interfere again unless it's uh, it'll be a crime if he interferes, not he can't yeah. interfere, you know. Yeah, I mean his boss or whatever, right? So their yeah, universe who I think is, is the real. I, I think will be the real villain, whoever okay. Prismo's cool. boss is. So their their universe was an unorthodox unauthorized universe and it's way off on its own exists off the books uh not part of the multiverse it's stored in simon the data in my mind is uh like in his head and that's yeah it's just so weird it's hard to conceptualize yeah Um, it's it's a a standalone universe inside ice king's head and the only portal in and out was i mean there wasn't even a portal to get it like um yeah, it's well, just Prismo, it but was could store open. it there. It yeah. was open while he was magical, right? I think the loss of the crown, the lack of magic for Simon, and also for Fiona and Cake, as we learned, is kind of explained. Yeah, by which was nice. It was that was our theory. I'm being gone. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool. I thought that totally explained. Like we were like, oh, they are unnatural. Like, oh, and actually, is it? Dang man, I'm sorry. Is it Bubblegum? Is it Gary? Or was it? Um, her other friend who's like, I can't remember how long we've known each other for in the first episode, Fiona Campbell. I think it was Gary when mm-hmm. they were in the coffee yeah, it shop. Was Gary. 
yeah, like we've been friends for, I don't know, so long. Well, they haven't been friends for forever since there is no starting point. They were just created as they friends, were just created, probably, yeah. which is really which, fascinating. Yeah, they, that's, yeah. I mean, that, that explains it more than 12 years ago, you know, like Simon went crazy. It was that like 12 years ago, they were being created in Simon's head. Like, <laughs> um, and that's why everything, they're kind of like, we don't know how we started or got here or whatever. So, mm -hmm. um, it's, no, I think it's a very cool concept. We do see there's one moment in an Adventure Time episode about Fiona and Cake where uh, you see a laser beam come into Ice King's room and put the Fiona and Cake stories in his head, but you it, it is never explained. So that's like, this is the answer to that episode, which is like it's a probably why. Good answer. Yes, it is a great answer that he did that. That also trying to open up a portal um, to get Betty back is what opened up the portal um, of essentially an inaccessible universe and that it took the power of Golb to open the portal, open the, the universe that was off the grid. And now mm -hmm. it's been exposed. So yeah, it's, I, I love the concept of, and now I've got three theories too on this. Oh, on what we can, yeah. That one, we're going to be trying to get Fiona and, and this is, I think what they're going to try to do first is, get Fiona and Cake back in Ice King's head. And he's like, I've got to become Ice King again, and then your universe can live forever. I think he wants to be a hero. Second, I think they might have but to... But they don't want to go back inside his head, right? Because at they, the end of the episode, they're like, we want free. We want to go to Ooh and explore and magic and, and that's all this where stuff. I think, and even Prismo's like, yeah, be free, like, go, mm -hmm. you know, run and don't stop running. He's coming for you. And that's where I think they're going to try to... That's going to be the the first answer is put him back inside his head. And the second answer, I think they're going to pull how to pull the entire universe out of Simon's head. Like mm. how to make that stand alone as its own universe, essentially. How to, yeah, and how to it connect join. it to the web. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, so I don't know how that will happen, but I, I assume that they're going to try option A and then move to option B. Yeah, I think it also totally confirms that their presence is super unnatural and it's going to cause major issues for like the fabric of the multiverse or the fabric mm -hmm. of time or whatever. Uh, let's see, Prisma says, just the fact that you exist could have totally unpredictable effects on the Again, other realities. That's what happened when the hot, the dog, hot, dog, night, the hot dog night turned into a hot dog. And like, yeah. so we're going to start seeing... Um, uh, the, it's maybe the same effects of whatever Golb had on Ice King. It's like strip you down to your bare form. That's what that's going to be like. Their their presence in anything magical in the universe will strip it to its bare form. So mm. we might see if they run into a version of Jake. We might see Jake as being stripped back down into a real dog. <laughs> um, I'm I. There's a thousand things that that could obviously yeah. happen too. So, well, why didn't they make a wish, shit. Ned? Why didn't they just make a wish, huh? They got Prismo there. They yeah, literally it's very can true. Just solve see, everything with the right wish. That's maybe Prismo can't grant a wish that would affect anything on in the web because they're disconnected from the web. So, almost like granting them a wish would have already, oh, would have like alerted. Them. Yeah, that would it would have connected that universe to the web. It would have. Yeah. Not works You're, because it's not connected to the web. And he's logging his wishes, you know. He's got that, <laughs> that wish log that he's got to show his <laughs> boss every evening. See, yeah, yeah. You can get real... <laughs> and now you know that he has a boss. 
Um, yeah. And that this is some this has something to do with the structure of cosmic beings. He does probably have to like report this in as like a as a job, you know. Yeah, dude, I feel bad for Fiona. I mean, I feel most bad for Simon in this episode because of all that he had to relive. He resolved mm-hmm. that scene with Betty. I mean, and he's poor just guy, in there getting plastered dude, on just prisoners as much as he can. But I felt bad for Fiona too because she had that existential crisis as they're running through that hallway, right? Where she's like, mm-hmm. "Are we not real?" And Cake, you know, I mean. The Jake of this world cake freaking has her back and it's like, who cares that he made us? Like, we're going to make like our own story from here on out. So I I love that moment. I thought it it needed to happen because could you imagine what if you found out your reality? I mean, that you lived your entire life was was fake, was a, a TV show. Isn't that such a like a recurring theme of Adventure Time though? Like coming to terms with your creator or coming to terms Mm. with like, either yeah. your mortality in the face of like, I know where I'm come from, but I only thing that matters is where I'm going kind of mentality. I think yeah. that that reappears a lot in Adventure Time and especially there. They're like, I, I, I loved it. It's, I didn't have it as my tops, but had it in my notes that just like, it is really cool that they face their their creator. And then at the same time, they're like, come on, Simon, like we're we're going to help you you're our only shot of getting our universe back. And that's, it's all forward. It's all moving forward for them, which is really cool. Yeah, the only only hope of saving everybody in their multiverse or in their universe and not having it destroyed by uh, Scarab, which it's a fascinating concept. I thought the whole episode, I mean, I'm not summing up what we just talked about yet, but it was so good, dude. I really yeah. enjoyed this episode. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> geek out. I mean, dude, we're geeking out over it too, but it wasn't like overwhelming. Like, I feel like they could no. have made it so multiverse and so trippy and so many things crossing over, blah, 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 that we are taking it down. And maybe, maybe it's a dumbed down version of it, but I was like, this was digestible for this heavy and intense of an episode, which is very nice. Yeah. yeah I mean, really, if you think about the action of what actually happened in this episode, not not much did you know they they came to the time room they went and hid in the time room somewhere else some other bad guy came in and then went and trapped them down and all it is is like exposition and here's a bunch of lore here's a bunch of things that you need to know but we're telling it to you in a very smooth and and kind of enjoyable fashion mm-hmm. so i think they they did what they needed to do for this episode to set up again for the rest of this little series really really well yeah, um, that's that. And I'm like I said, I'm glad. I think I was so wanting to start the next episode immediately when this one was done. But I was like, shoot, if I do the podcast bef- while having already watched it, I'm going to spoil it. I'm going to say something too far. I need my theory. I need my theoretically speaking to live kind of in the moment. So we are yeah, releasing same. this when there's already two, maybe three or four more episodes out. So we're we're a little behind. It's a lot to process and, <laughs> and podcast on and prep for. Um, it is. It's a ton. Uh, and talking about you know the dude that I also felt bad for, Simon. He's naked this whole episode. He's like naked and drinking. And yeah. I was really shocked at how funny that was to me because I know we ripped on Adventure Time a little bit in the first season, which is being so like, oh, there's a butt joke. There's another like butt, butt joke, jokes. but. I don't know why I, I giggled out loud for almost all of the butt jokes when he falls down the yeah. steps and 
when Wyatt underwear. Does. Why is he not wearing underwear? <laughs> He's not wearing underwear. Wyatt's uh, Wyatt had a fart joke when he got yeah. touched by the train. Um, I do. I mean, I thought it was funny. We got the butt joke, but the funniest part is like Simon's just like so unfazed by it. He's just like, what do you want? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, and also he's tripped out when he finds out that Fiona and Cake were real the whole time. He's just like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, I'm, I'm going to go get a beer. <laughs> like, yeah. Give me another beer. I can't believe that was actually real and not just some random fan fiction the Ice yeah, King Yeah, well, made. I mean, there's so much of his time as the Ice King. He probably, he, he knew he was insane. So it's kind of like, oh my gosh, if this wasn't part of my insanity, then what else wasn't part of my insanity? Like, yeah. how normal, and I think that that could be kind of that, he might find this balance of, well, he's depressed because he's not with Betty and things are not the same as they always were. And it's stripped down to his spare form. And he was happy as Ice King, but insane. So is there some sort of happy balance of just like becoming a little bit more like a happy version of Ice King, but the, you know, down to earth version of Simon that, you know, is are we going to go for a happy medium between the two of those? I don't know if you can because of the the will of the crown, right? I think if the crown works kind of like the ring does, which I'm assuming there's some similarities in that like yeah. you're just drawn to want to use it more and want to have the crown on. But remember, the crown is missing one of the jewels. So maybe oh, he can get one of the... So that's in my next theory is when we saw the ice thing, where, you know, flying around with one jewel missing... Yeah. Um, there's a quick blip at the very end of the like last episode mm. where we see him give the and this is not a spoiler, but it's it's literally like a four second clip, just like they're doing like a montage. And the ice thing gives Turtle Princess like an engagement ring made out of the sec the third stone. So Turtle Princess mm. has it, uh, to our knowledge. Okay. And huh. I think maybe that will help him maintain a little bit more sanity. I I don't know. We got, we yeah, got I don't know. I just don't think there is a, a happy medium. I think there's just no way for that to be the case unless he has some sort of a another jewel that counteracts. You know, I think it would just be way too yeah. complicated and unnecessary. Uh, I think he's he's making a sacrifice. I think what we learned about Simon is that he's a helper at, at his heart, is that he wants to help other people. He wanted to help Marceline, even though it meant like wearing the crown and growing in going insane and now, potentially hurting her. Uh, but Yeah, so I'm trying to think about as part of the episode of what you learn about the I, the crown itself, there is an essence of the ice king slash ice elemental that doesn't have to be magical. That the crown itself is kind of a weird distorted version of that magic, if that makes sense. Hmm. I don't know so, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how to like phrase that without spoiling too that's much. Fine. But yeah, that's fine. Um, that's good. Well, we don't have to only talk about theoretically speaking this episode too. Yeah. I just have a lot of them that, like I said, this at least this episode answered more questions than made me have any. Hmm. But well, that's great. I mean, as a longtime fan, I'm sure that's what you were hoping for to get at some point, especially if there were a bunch of plot holes, right? And I don't yeah. know if any plot holes were filled up, but I mean, the Fiona and Cake plot hole was was absolutely answered. One. Where do they come from? Yeah. Who are they? Are they a different universe? Are they real? Are they a figment of Ice King's imagination that will become real? Was mm. all questions that we had. 
So that's yeah. absolutely answered. And I think they did it in a really cool way of like, yes, they were real, but they were so not part of the webbed universe that we would have never interacted with anybody in that universe uh, before, which is a good kind of like, I think, canon thing to know. Like with all Finn's wishes and well, with everybody's kind of wishes, different time uh, like branch outs that again, there's never officially been a crossover moment between the Fiona and Kick universe and Ooh before mm-hmm. before this. Yeah, ah, that makes sense. Well, man, but, I I do have a most punchable character from this episode. Okay, hit me and with I my, I wonder how you're going to feel about this. Uh, Prismo, Prismo is the most punchable character of this episode. No, I think I think I'm with you. I'm I'm or partway with you. What what's your reasoning? Well, first off, he's using some guy, some old man, as a battery, and that's super not cool. Uh, yeah. Uh-oh. 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 All right, spoiler territory. Yeah, well, spoiler drop. That is Prismo. That, um, is, that old man is Prismo? Prismo, Prismo well, is the dream of an old man. Okay. Well, so that's why he's a, that old man's asleep. So I guess that's okay for him to use it as a battery. I don't know. It's kind of like using himself as a battery. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's interesting though because if that old man wakes up, then Prismo ceases to exist. So, so he's been asleep for yeah. eons. Yeah. <laughs> what? You'll, again. Oh we're, my gosh! All of this happens. I think in season five and six. So yeah, that's fine. We're, we're basically there. Yeah. Um, the other reason why is putting a universe in someone's already like labyrinth level messed up mind is also not cool. Like he didn't really, I mean, he asked for permission to do it. I mean, I think I, oh gosh, I don't know where the quote is, but I even had the quote where he's like, Hey, Ice Skin, do you mind if I store a fan made yeah, alternate he, he universe in your him. cursed dome? But but Ice King's insane. Like yeah, that's not really. Yeah, you can't ask permission. an insane person. Uh, yeah, it's um, not really true consent. So yeah, yeah certainly. But it is. I it's mean, cool, man. It's it's yeah, enough. Otherwise, to he holds get, Scarab off at the end, and that's cool. I do appreciate that. So yeah, I think he he's owning up to his mistakes. Is what he's doing. He's taking responsibility. He wants to make he wants to make it right. Uh, that's why he, he kind of tricks them into being like, okay. Uh, Simon, you opened that portal back up and we're just going to get him back in there. So it's kind of like he's trying to cover up his own mistakes. It's kind of like he's trying to be responsible. Um, but in the end, he does stand up and he's like, no, they're allowed to do whatever they want. Like, screw you and your rules. He does do like a very stick it to the man mentality and like going like, dude, I created a universe of like awesome characters that are, you know, have their own uh, free will. And like, who are you to tell me that they can't exist, you know? Hmm. So. Yeah. Well, man, I don't is, know. what is your most punchable character this episode? Or do you not really have one? I don't know if I necessarily had one. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, Simon is kind of punchable to me in this one because. Poor guy. I, I mean, it, I, it is a poor guy mentality, but like, come on. Like, you're you know about Fiona cake. They're like now relying on you. You just had Prismo say like, there's a universe inside your head that exists. And then he's going to just be like, Oh, and he's like, screw you. It doesn't matter if we all die. I'm like, come, uh, come on. I don't know. But he just had, again, he just had to relive that moment with Betty. I can't, 
help but sympathize with them or empathize with them a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I get that moment, but that's why I think probably my favorite part of the episode is where Simon redeems himself and he's like, okay, I have to become the Ice King to get your universe yep. back for for all eternity, which means he's kind of committing, he's kind of committing to the bit of like, um, you know, you're going to exist forever from now on. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, which my, is a little my, sad, it's a little dark, but yeah. Yeah. My, my favorite part of the episode is certainly in that same moment uh, because of Cornworld. How awesome is Cornworld? I think Let's we're just back hang out in, there for a bit. I it's not a spoiler, but the next episode world? is about the Destiny Gang. So I think we're back in Farmworld, oh, which is why no, the corn we're not is there. the Destiny Gang. Really? Is that where I we're think, going with this? I think we're coming back with the or the Destiny Gang is going to be part of this next episode. Okay. Yes. Um, which Dang, is funny man. in my opinion, but I know again another rant. Like the squirrel. First we had this an episode partially about the squirrel. Now we're going to bring back the Destiny Gang. Yeah, we're gonna have I know. good call. I think, but all the callbacks right now, I don't think there's been any like terrible callbacks. Like Choose Goose's character was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, the squirrel was a good choice. Um, all the callbacks in the last episode, uh, da, 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 like uh, Big Beardy Finn, like to help Simon now. Like that's we've had really delicate, and I don't think they'll do the Destiny Gang dirty anyway. Okay. Well, in my mind, I'm just going to say we're in Cornworld and leave it at that for now. Until I watch <laughs> the next episode, that's what happened at the end of this episode. I, I almost wanted corn. to say, was this a universe in Rick and Morty where everything was on yeah, a cob? everything's on a cob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love that, that concept, too. though. I do, too. <laughs> it, yeah, always, it always comes back concept. to Rick and Morty, doesn't it? Oh, well, it, it, does, it does for uh, one of our co-hosts. The other one, One Piece. <laughs> other one, oh yeah. And then here's where this is. Uh, and this is hey, I didn't do that this Piece. episode. You're the one who brought up, you know, your uh, your favorite show. So we're gonna have to do. I know once the the live action one gets more episodes, I know it's gonna be harder and harder for you to not reference it too. Dude, it's great. I mean, I'm I'm way past where they're at with the live action One Piece. So, oh yeah, I know that. I mean, they just summarized the first four. What is it? Forty nine or so episodes i want to say and then they put it into eight episodes of the live action it's it's a lot of information dense into to a very short series but yeah it was done very well so good good no complaints well, here one more thing i wanted to see what what kind of what your thoughts are, are because i don't know maybe i was tired watching this episode but it's always just a concept i have a hard time of grafting is when they were in the center of the time room and there's the giant sundial and the giant, uh, like, what do you call it? Sundial. And then the, uh, what do you call it? Sandial as well. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> beating each other with hammers. And mm-hmm. every time they do that, it's trillions of waves. Yeah, and the that, time core. Which is the time core. It is, you know, how the rest of exper- the universe yeah. experience, which means that I assume universes closer to the time room Time goes Experience faster than, time it, faster than they are. Maybe? If, yeah, then that they have like yeah more time waves happening, and yeah. I just feel like every time I get into the thoughts about like time is a wave and then gravity and then then that means that like if gravity is similar to a three dimensional world, then time acts as the second dimension. Trips me out, gets me thinking. I'm I almost maybe could have been an astrophysicist. 
if I just Almost. really tried harder. <laughs> like, You'd be like in there being like, oh, let me talk about, this reminds me of Rick and Morty. And they'd be like, dude, astrophysics, come on. I'm yeah, just I just, it I'm makes me, you, oh, um, no, trust me. I, it makes me be like, I want to do this podcast about this episode specifically with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. So he can <laughs> yeah, talk about time, cool. uh, time waves from a time box in the universe. But also, it's like the two titans that aren't alive that are bashing each other in the head, causing yeah. the, what is it, since time waves throughout the multiverse. I mean, it's just an interesting concept in general. I wonder if that's going to come back. One of them even had a crack on its head, which yeah. is fascinating. I wonder if that had anything to do with the crossover, having Fiona and Kate yeah. in the world, if that's always been there or not. I mean... They didn't oh, gosh, mention yeah. it. No one commented on that, but that would be a fascinating thing to see again at some point. So they could even use, and I don't know if they will or not, but the slamming noise that they had and then all the lights could be like something you hear later on in the episode that, or yeah, that's episodes that's like it's kind of more messed up. Even like the, the intro uh, song kind of has, you know, kind of, it seems like the fabric of the intro to these episodes is kind of messed up in a way. And I wonder yeah. if, it, again, in relation to Fiona and Cake being there because it wasn't messed up in that first episode before the crossover occurred. Yeah, I'm thinking, well, we could we could go, again, crazy theories. But crazy theories, you're right, yeah. though, that with... Now I'm, I'm piecing it together. If I was writing the show, I'd be like, Fiona and Cake mess up the entire universe. Uh, Scarab has a redeeming moment comes back because he wanted to be the Wishmaster. That was his right. He goes back because he thinks the time core is so cool, reverses time, and then sends the universe back to into order by sacrificing himself. That would be kind of hmm. like maybe my theory. Yeah. I don't, I don't really have a theory with where we're going with this. Uh, if it's going to be Scarab as the main bad guy, we need to see more of him. He's kind of flat at the moment. I'd like to he'll see be, he'll be three dimensional, more I have a dynamic. Good yeah, they we'll they see. did little moments like they do in shows. They called him uh, Scrabby, like Scrabby, Scrabby, yeah. and and they're kind of making him seem like goofy and um. So they went to college together, you know, about or high school or something. So that yeah, like they were in college buddies or something like that. All these cosmic college buddies or something. <laughs> that's what that's what we can call ourselves, Russell. We'll call ourselves Cosmic, cosmic Al, the frat guy. You know. <laughs> Dude, oh, Cosmic Al is for sure in a fraternity. Yeah, I think so. He wants well, Prismo also. He's got a hot. Prismo the main also. thing he has is in his uh, time room is hot tubs and beer, and likes to party <laughs> yeah. and pickles um, and pickles. And he's got yeah, lots the, of pickles. <laughs> I think the pickle. Yeah, actually, you know what? Maybe my tops is the fact that he just has a whole pickle cellar with like big old barrels too. That might be my tops. Pretty good well. tops. Pretty good um, tops. Well, do you have any like lessons that you have from this one? Uh, a personal life lesson that I'm going to take away from this episode with me on the day to day. Uh, yeah, I do have one actually. It's don't be afraid to ask for some undies. Uh, others will thank you. That is the <laughs> lesson I learned, dude. That's not bad. You know, Simon could have just been like, "Hey, Prismo, I, I need underwear, bud. I Throw can't be like this this whole time." <laughs> some some undies. Give me give me me undies. Give me those undies, man. I I had a good lesson. What's, yeah, what's your lesson? Decent lesson, I think. It's it's. It's two opposite lessons because they they conflict with each other. For the Prismo aspect, if you're a bum, don't like shirk your responsibilities. He 
ignored the crossover. And even if he hadn't ignored it, um, Scarab would have never like come to notice it. But he's just being a bump and he's shirking all of his responsibilities and not caring. But well, he also, also slipped up constantly throughout this episode and kind of yeah. shot himself in the foot by exactly. revealing what was going on, you know. Um, but also at the same time, you see um, both Prismo and Cairo Siphon, which is the the T god. Um, both of these kind of cosmic beings wanted to pursue what their passions were. Cairo Siphon's passion was to go do this tea room. Uh, Prismo wanted to like write fan. He was so inspired by Jake and Finn that he like had to, you know, be creative, create, not just uh, accidentally make wish universes out of other people's wishes. He wanted to have his influence on the world. So in that, like pursue your own dreams, like control your own destiny. Just don't be a bum and shirk your responsibilities, be productive yeah. doing it. So I don't know. Okay. This, they're kind of opposite lessons, but they go one and the same. Yeah. Cool. No, that's good, man. I, I don't really have any other thoughts. I mean, it's a great, great episode. Uh, I think this series so far has been top notch. Yes, uh, top, even top the third episode series. was pretty good. So I know I'm really excited to see where it goes. I feel I'm, a little bad for uh, the freaking what is his name, the elephant seal Wyatt, Wyatt, that poor guy. <laughs> but it's you know the monkey's paw concept. Like I'm mm-hmm. sorry, dude, but that's just how it works. Yep, um, and that means <laughs> Prismo being so depressed that the monkey's paw effect is like even worse. Yeah, it totally is. He almost dies from a train hitting him. Uh, yeah. And, then and also that would be that a terrible universe. universe. That, that, blows. Would be, yeah. that would be a terrible universe to live in, no matter if it was tied to a train tracks or not, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be yeah, terrible. That, that's the worst. So a little, it's kind of Steamboat Willie or whatever, but I guess that's, that's yeah. the that, point. That, coming from Disney World, I was like, yep, that's Steamboat Willie. Well, y'all, thank you so much for joining us. I guess we'll wrap up just a touch earlier than we normally do. Um, uh, we've f- got a Patreon 50 minutes now. for a 30-minute episode. It's not bad. But yes, tell them about, yeah. tell these lovelies and sexies about our Patreon. Man, we've got the, the dopest Patreon. It's really cool because we have a lot of the DJs that have been, not real DJs, the, the travelers that have written into the Traveler's Law. They're all a part of the Patreon right now. And we're talking in the Discord which is really rad. You can join Patreon as a $5 or $10 tier in order to join the Discord, get the new uh, NEA and Beyond podcast that we're doing just for the Patreon uh, and also stickers for that podcast's uh, title card will also be sent to you uh, if you sign up for those tiers. There's also a $1 tier if you just want to support. You know, I mean, you'll get the, the newsletter and the right to vote and ideas and thoughts and what we should do on the podcast. But, um, you know, anything helps a ton, helps us pay for production and everything. And, you know, we just, we really appreciate everybody who signed up so far. It's been awesome getting to know everybody a little bit better. And uh, honestly, I'm really enjoying NEA and beyond. We talked about fall things, video games. We got to come up, Ned, I got a really good concept actually where I think maybe Allie has us kind of guess and try and figure out like what Disney film we're talking about with just the plot. Oh, yeah. We're just know? doing like obscure plot lines. Yeah, I think that could be really fun. Yeah. So we'll, okay, we'll talk like, about that and figure yeah. it out. But yeah, odds are uh, these kind of conversations that Russell and I talk about Adventure Time, we also talk about pretty much lots of other things in the same way, which is 
which is our whole secondary podcast, which yeah. we will also be doing more of that probably when Fiona and Cake is wrapped up because all of our energy is kind of put into keeping up with two episodes a week of Fiona and Cake, which yeah, is best we again, can. a lot. Uh, but then we'll obviously get back to season five at some point and the, the not so far future. Uh, gonna- check us out on Instagram at Neverending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Neverending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. Email us your thoughts, your opinions. Get on the Traveler's Log at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. Uh, and you can also, you know, email us if you wrote a review on Apple Podcasts and you want a sticker of the NEA podcast um, title card or whatever they're called. You can do that and we'll, we'll send you a sticker. And we've got a couple of people as well. Stickers are on the way. Uh, man, yeah, thank you so much for joining. I'm pumped. Ned, we're going to freaking blow through this series. It's been so good. So, yes. I, yeah, I'm going to say we're going to record again tomorrow, which means that we're going to have like two episodes out this week. Uh, yeah, time to prep. Time to, time to, time to prep. End this and go prep. <laughs> I know. We're going to be like, well, we're going to, gosh, get done with this series and like, come back to season five. It's going to be such like a breath of fresh air. We're going to be like, oh my gosh, like 10 minute, easy, digestible episodes that we can just not have to like feel like we are. It feels like we're doing a podcast on three episodes at once, like with yeah. some of these too. It does. I mean, this was such a long episode again, but for such little action, it's very fascinating how that worked out. Yeah, but it's, it's a little it. action, but for sure, a lot of in-depth stuff. And I feel like yeah. I, there's some stuff we're not talking about too, just for like references of characters, like the Martin character. I wanted to talk about that, but we'll, we'll kind of, we'll, we'll save that. We'll save that for the future. Yeah. Yeah. And the drift, I know the drift comes up in the future. Cause I was curious about where they were at the beginning with Sammy's tea house. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, but those are little things. That's not yeah. that important. Well, y'all, thank you so much. Uh, Freaking, we'll we'll talk to y'all as soon as we get this next episode out. And then I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, we'll talk tomorrow, big boy. I love that you guys. Party forever. (laughs) 